haere mai, ki tēnei hōtaka, welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman with you today. Talking about a big number first up, 600,000. Now, 600,000 is the number of New Zealanders that every month will have to rely on food charity. That just after four. Also today, many might have missed the memo on this, New Zealand's greenhouse gas emissions are overall tracking down, despite a recent uptick. Will they stay that way? Also on the panel, is KiwiSaver a good idea for your kids? It's a question that often gets asked. We look for an answer today. And we return to an earlier story. Many of you were very interested in using duck eggs, especially for baking. Uh, apparently, they are amazing. So we go back to that. And why I'm not sorry. How I quit the vacuous habit of constantly apologising. An article saying that we just say sorry way too much in this country and it has lost its meaning. You can text me 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Our panel this afternoon, Verity Johnson, stuff columnist and co-owner of Club Burlesque. Kia ora, Verity. Kia ora, Wallace. Also today, Gary Moore, former Mayor of Christchurch and proud South Island advocate. Gary, nice to have you on the programme. Kia ora, Wallace. Kia ora, Verity. Now, to this, as the weather's warming up, you may well be looking for some more days out on the dinghy, should you have a dinghy. The forecast for Labour Weekend uh, is looking pretty sunny and settled no matter where you'll be. And it's also safer boating week. Homaru Moana, with some tips, we have Gisborne Harbourmaster Peter Bowell. Peter, nice to have you on the panel. Thank you very much for having me. I was interested in this. I understand that you and Māori wardens in the area uh, that you are in, you're teaming up together to provide safety messaging. Absolutely. So I've worked with the Māori wardens the past couple of years, and we've been trying to do a lot of work. We only have one major uh, boat ramp in town, uh, so it's been a, a combination of making sure that we keep boaters and the kids that want to swim both safe. And this year we're adding all of the safe boating messages. So we'll be talking to boaters uh, to make sure that they've got all the equipment that they need uh, and that they know the rules for going out this year. It's a really great reminder. It's a really great thing to remind ourselves of because there are so many, I guess, gaps in our knowledge. You know, many people don't know just the fundamentals around water safety? No, um, and it's probably more important this year than ever. So uh, as you all recall, last year we didn't have anything you'd want to call a summer. Uh, So there wasn't much boating or anything else going on. So a lot of people have had their boats in the yards for for almost two years now. So it's really important that they get them out uh, and make sure that everything is in good working order and check your gear and make sure that it's in good working order because it's been sitting for a while. Um, And as we get older, we forget things and knowing those rules that are going to keep everybody safe is really important. Yeah. uh, Verity. Are you uh, water safe when it comes? By the way, we're talking about the Gisborne uh, area here. That's where um, Peter is based. Are you a, are you a water person, or do you go out in a dinghy, or do you go out in a yacht? I actually don't think I've ever been on the water. Like I don't think I've ever sailed. Oh, 
it, like my I grew up in I grew up in London, right? So I didn't really oh. go to the sea ever. And then when I moved to New Zealand, I lived and I looked at the sea, but I was very scared of it. So, <laughs> if you have any advice for people who are chronically terrified of water, now is the time to tell me, so <laughs> you can prevent me from having a massive accident. Yeah. Yeah, the starting point is life jackets. Uh, that's the thing that's going to, to save you uh, when you're out there. Uh, having the right life jacket for the type of boating that you're doing. Uh, so a life jacket that might be very good on a kayak uh, isn't necessarily going to be the, the best thing if you're on a jet ski going 80 kilometers an hour. Um, you know, at that speed, when you hit the water, it's like concrete. So you want something a little more substantial. Uh, and for kids... It's having the right size life jacket and having a crotch strap. We unfortunately have had instances where uh, kids have been in life jackets that didn't have them, and when they went in the water, they just go zipping straight through and down to the to the bottom, which is mm. certainly nothing that we want to see. Gosh, yeah, uh, Gary Moore. Well, I I do applaud what Peter and the Maori wardens are doing. Um, I'm Verity. You've chosen the wrong two for Verity and me because. <laughs> For me, water flows under bridges. Yes. Um, and, 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 and you take photos of you standing over the bridge. <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right. Um, but uh, my family said, say that uh, I can't swim. And the fa- oh. my family tell me that the reason why I can't swim is you can't talk and swim at the same time. <laughs> uh, that's cheeky, Gary. That, they, they, know, have a point, they, have, they have a point. But they cheeky. do, they do, they do. Yeah. I did the beginner's wood with at St. Patrick's Primary School, Palmerston North, more times than anyone else, I think. I do, I've got to say, I really love this initiative, uh, talking to Harp Master uh, mm. uh, Peter Boyle, I really love this uh, teaming up with the Māori wardens in the area. Uh, how did that come about, Peter? Was just that to sort of to strengthen the collective knowledge, getting it out, getting safety awareness out to a wider audience or what? It, it started out as they were, they had a small involvement in terms of uh, keeping the kids and the, and the boaters uh, separated for safety. Uh, but this is just sort of a, a natural growth of that program. Um, they, they're very good. They, they know the water side of things. Uh, so this will be my third year uh, working with them. And uh, they're very keen and they've got the, the exact right kind of attitude to give out those safe boating messages. So it really just made sense for us. Let me ask you, while we have, because I love talking to Harp Masters because I always have a story to tell, what sorts of things have you seen in your harbour? Well, um, I'm, I've, I'm a harbour master in Gisborne now, but uh, I also spent seven years as harbour master in the Bay of Plenty and a year in uh, Canterbury as well. So... Um, over the course of that, we've seen a lot, uh, and almost every time it involves somebody doing something that they should have known better than. Uh, not following rules uh, is a big one. Having no concept of speed or the power of boats uh, is uh, often one. Uh, in Toronga, we used to have people play chicken with cruise ships. That's never going to go well. Uh, and, and, and even and even here, we have a very small entrance into our port. So when there's a big ship there, uh, the other sh- the the pleasure boats have to stay out of the way because there just isn't enough room for both. Uh, I've been very pleased to see in my two years here so far that the boaters here understand that very well. 
One of the important things, Gary, too, I think, is is um, alcohol and boats don't mix, and I've seen that many times with uh, potential ca- uh, disaster, really, and um, I'm sure Peter would agree with that. Peter? You'd find every harbour master in the country would agree with that. Uh, we would love uh, for there to be some rules uh, directly against it. Right now, uh, we're sort of caught between the only thing we can do is call the police, and when they get their boats uh, out of the water at a boat ramp, then the police can talk to them. Um, but we preach no alcohol in boating. And that's not to say if you go to anchor overnight that you can't enjoy a drink in the evening. Just make sure you wait till you're sober in the morning to to, to leave. Uh, so you, you can... You can have a good time and be safe. We're not trying to kill that. We're not the fun police. But if you're driving a boat and you've got alcohol, that is just never going to go well. What are the rules around drink boating? Like, it never had occurred to me. Is it the same as drink driving? Not in New Zealand. Uh, in New Zealand, uh, there's no method of or rules so that they could be breathalyzed or anything else like that. Really? To be clear, there are for big ships. Uh, if you're master uh, of a large ship, then there are rules, but we don't have them for pleasure boating. Uh, we actually uh, have a bit of a lack of rules for pleasure boating in general, uh, oh. but uh, hopefully we'll get there someday. Yep. Gavin and Canterbury says agree life jacket crotch straps should be compulsory. Mm-hmm. They are available, but not many know of them know about them um peter very nice to have you on the panel from the wonderful gisborne um have a great safe summer and uh hope to speak to you again very much you have a good day that's uh gisborne harbour master peter Boyle there uh on the panel yeah uh weather's warming hopefully we do get a bit of a summer that we can uh, spend some uh, safe water time. I see <laughs> you've got your fingers crossed yeah. there. It does feel like... <laughs> Don't jinx it. <laughs> particularly in Tamagimakaro, eh? we, we, we was for some. Where has it been yeah. for the last year and a half, too? Okay, time for I've been thinking. Um, Gary, why don't you start, actually? Right. For the first time in my life, I did not vote Labour this election. I couldn't Ooh. see much In your whole life? In my whole life. Wow. I could well. I was a Labour mayor. I was a Labour city councillor. I was forty-three years a Labour member of the Labour Party. But I couldn't see much difference between Labour and National. And when the two leaders were on TV together, many times they agreed on the same solutions. In the South Island, we were largely ignored by both major parties. We were graced with the leaders' presence from time to time, but really they were both focused on Auckland, with the rest of us watching on. What's the difference between them economically? They're both deeply embedded in neoliberalism. And Bernard Hickey defines New Zealand as being a property market with the economy clipped on. Yeah, can't I. Under the Labour government's centralised approaches to virtually everything was the order of the day. Neither party seems to have a solution to get us out of the mess created by a combination of bureaucratic idealism and consultants spending our money like there was no tomorrow. The new proposed government has few people with any experience of managing the public service. Labour appeared to have been taken over by these bureaucracies and their centralising agenda. I agree with what Peter Dunn wrote this morning, that maybe Labour and National at some stage should consider a coalition government. Angela Merkel in Germany managed a very similar coalition government for years. I'm 72. My generation was given the chance to flourish because of a commitment to collectivism by earlier Labour and national governments. 
I despair for my grandchildren's world that they are in, inheriting. I'm a regionalist, committed to control and decision-making, being as close to where people live as is possible. We must urgently address global warming in our country. Political parties committed to this kaupapa will get my support and my energy. And so after 43 years, you've ripped up your card, uh, your Labour Karim. How about that? Eh? That's a big call. Who did you vote uh, for? That's a, that's a personal Green. question. That's a personal <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Just wanted to see if you'd tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I voted Kahu Carter. It was a very, very impressive young woman in the Green Party in Christchurch in Central. And I voted party vote Green. I'm, lef- I'm a lefty. I don't, I don't hide it. And I just think that we need all sorts of um, very serious conversations as a, as a country. There you go. Gary Moore there making the big call, ripped up his uh, Labour card. Actually, interesting, we talked about those two uh, aspects. We talked about whether the South Island was being ignored uh, on the panel, actually, about four weeks ago. And the idea of a grand coalition came up with um, a political scientist, Dr Grant Duncan. He said, actually, it's not a bad um, idea. All right, time for I've Been Thinking for Verity Johnson on a completely different note, I understand. Um, uh, Yes, just to raise the tones. Slightly. I wrote this um, in a stuff column about a few weeks ago now, and I, it's just gone off ever since then. And everyone who, who read it has been like to me, is what this true? Write? So they did this study and they found out that statistically, New Zealand men are the world's worst lovers ever. So they ranked every man oh, come in on. the world. They this ranked is them. Is, is it unfair? Sexism, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, no, what. they ranked the women too. I'm they ranked the women. Looking through the glass, Jeremy's shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> he disagrees. <laughs> Sally has got two thumbs up. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Are you saying that New Zealand men are the world's worst lovers? Yes. That's uh, Not oh. me specifically. I didn't say that. But, like, the, the studies came in. And New Zealand women aren't particularly high either. They rank in like the bottom third of the world. So we're not like massively beating men by anyway. But I just thought it was interesting because like you have to ask yourself why that is and you have to think like why because if New Zealand women don't do it particularly well either. Um, so like why are we bad? Why? Why are we bad? And I have a theory that's because we can't get out of our own heads. Like New Zealand is a very polite, very self-conscious nation and I have a theory that that inhibits the uh, the magic. Oh my god, orchestral are music. You, are you talking about <laughs> we need to be more tantrically aware? <laughs> RNZ endorses tantric oh, sex no, no, on that. Anyway, no. uh, but, what, do you agree with what Verity mm. says or not? 2101, men are the world, New Zealand men, the world's worst lovers. The panel, RNZ National.